Welcome to episode number 39, Me and My Thoughts. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast, episode 39. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Gabe and Scott DeVore. That's right, folks. We have special guest, Scott Free DeVore. Yeah, uh, yeah, back. Got me back in the building. Absolutely. We are... Uh, this is kind of like a, a different kind of week for us because we're doubling up on the podcast so that we have... Uh, the following week off, uh, celebrating the the Christmas holiday. So uh, this week, I told the guys to uh, you know come for Monday's podcast, but we are actually recording this on the following Wednesday, and we are getting it cracking. Just so we we won't not release information. Does that even make sense? Yes. We don't. Yeah. We don't. We're not gonna miss a week. Yeah, we don't want to leave you guys hanging. So uh, double we'll, negatives on effect. Yes. And uh, we ain't we, not gonna. We not. ain't not gonna do that. All right. So uh, <laughs> what, what's happening is we are setting you guys up for success. We're setting ourselves up for success, and it's a lesson uh, for all the uh, future people who are doing podcasts out there. Double up one week, and you can have a week off, and uh, you can celebrate and, and do your thing without any, you know, worries. So and, and you teach consistency. And I teach consistency and persistency, and that is a perfect example. It's episode number 39. You guys will remember that. It's titled, Me and My Thoughts. And again, this is not something I came up with. I'll explain that a little bit later. But uh, Me and My Thoughts. In this episode, we discuss me, Jimmy Lee, and my thoughts with an interview-like episode featuring Scott Free DeVore as the interviewer. A bombardment of random critical thinking questions, an inside look on my overall thought process, and tips for everyone to become the best versions of themselves. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Jim Rohn and Henry Ford. All right, as usual, if you are new, don't forget to download and subscribe. Thank you for listening. We kick things off with a definition from dictionary.com, and today we will define motivation which they define it as the act or an instance of motivating or providing with a reason to act in a certain way. And I'm so happy and thrilled that they use the term certain way. And I'll explain that a little bit later as we get into this interview. So yeah, so as I kind of briefly explained, we wanted to do episode 40 actually uh, with and this, this type of information being released. But the way everything kind of panned out, the holiday season, we are being... We are adjusting our schedules, we're adjusting ourselves, and, and that's another lesson, another nugget. Be flexible with what life tosses at you, and uh, you know, just like go Gumby. with the flow. Like Gumby, he says. You gotta be Gumby. There you, go. you have to be Gumby in, in, in this crazy life of ours. But, um, so Scott's just, you know, it was actually a combination of, you know, my thought and, and, and Scott's thought of coming up with, you know, he's like, you know what, how about I interview you? Uh, because there's a lot of stuff that I know about you that you're kind of holding back that you know a lot of people don't know, and it'd kind of be a perfect time if you needed an episode where we wanted to do that, and that's what we're doing right now, episode 39. Uh, the stars have aligned, and we have with us Scott Free DeVore. Yes, yeah, Scott, is there any um, you know, introductory uh, words you would like to say? Gabe, 
Scott, any of you guys? Well, just straight takeover. You know, I don't know what you're in for. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to come in here. Uh, definitely want to do a Tim Ferriss-style deconstruction of the main man, Jimmy Lee. Get into a little deep dive into the mindset. I feel like your fans really need to know the the talent and the uh, the person you are. So excited about doing this. And, yeah, man. Uh, can't wait. Can't wait to, to really pick your brain, man. Hope you're ready. Yeah, man. I'm pumped right now. All right, Scott. So let's uh-huh. just jump right into this bad boy. All right. All right. So <laughs> first, first things first, man. Jimmy Lee. Yes, sir. How'd you get named Jimmy Lee? <laughs> All right. So, f- and like, which your real name is Jimmy Lee? Like, Yo, my real people, people need to know that. Yeah, this is true. It's not a nickname. It is like your real name. My real, my government is Jimmy Lee. And then, guys, that's not my middle. Lee is not my middle name. I I don't have a middle name. My first name is Jimmy Lee. J I M M Y L E E. My last name is Velez. Look me up. Uh, Jimmy Lee Velez. Uh, I got my name because, believe it or not, I'm 100% Puerto Rican. Um, and my mom names my brother Miguel, right? So I have two brothers, Miguel and Hector, which is hilarious. Uh, Miguel, Hector, and Jimmy Lee. So my mom named my brother Miguel after my dad. So my brother Miguel is the third. And my brother Hector after her dad. Uh, so he's Hector Luis Velez. And so they, then for me... So they ran out of names to name you. So they ran out of, like, yeah, like father figures. So obviously they only had two. Um, <laughs> and obviously my dad was named after his dad. So there was nowhere else to go there since my brother's the third, right? Yeah. So then, in all honesty, they actually thought I was going to be a girl. So they they had planned girl names. So they had Laticia. I was going to be Laticia Velez, which sounds... Um, it's, it's very interesting. And... What happened was I came out a boy, so they were shocked, and they didn't have a name picked out for me. So my mom and you know her mom are all getting together. She's like, "We're about to leave the hospital," you know. He's a healthy baby boy. I was a big baby too, boy. Uh, <laughs> he's healthy. He's ready to go home. We don't even have a name for him. He's. They just kept calling him Baby Boy Velez, and uh, so my aunt, my mom's sister, who at the time was I don't know like seventeen, so she's like young still, right? So she's watching, she's into the whole general hospital thing, and uh, she says there's a guy, there's a character on general hospital named Jimmy Lee Holt, and she thought he was like the stud, he was like the hot guy or whatever back in the 80s. So literally my mom named me Jimmy Lee because they had no ideas, and actually uh, I think she wanted a... uh, a more Americanized name? I don't even know, to be honest with you, because I was actually going to be named Carlos. So it had been yeah. Miguel, Hector, and Carlos, which is hilarious, or Miguel, Hector, and Leticia, but now it's Miguel, <laughs> Hector, and Jimmy Lee. And if you look at Classic. pictures of me and my brothers, I look more Puerto Rican than they do, so it makes it even funnier. Like, uh, God definitely has a sense of humor. Oh, that's classic, man. Yeah. That's classic. So I appreciate that, because I was always wondering, man. I mean, I knew your name was Jimmy Lee, but... And I've been, I've known you since like 2006, Six, yeah. eight, eight years, 10 years now. Just never knew the story, man. So thanks for, thanks for breaking out the, uh, was it the, the, uh, man, what this thing's called? The origin. But the, the origin. Yeah. The origin. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Moving along. Why don't you uh, give us a brief bio and, um, let us know where does the journey start for you? All right, so I would say I'm just going to start where, you know, I'm not going to give you my life bio, but I'm going to give you where my personal development uh, began. And it 
references back to 2006. I was introduced into the personal development industry. The second I got my hands on it, I took off. It went nuts. It was the same year the movie The Secret came out. And when I say I got introduced into the personal development industry, I was introduced to a home-based business, multi-level marketing type of business. And and in that, part of the, I guess, program was an educational uh, regimen that they had you go through uh, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to help grow the mind. And I, you know, and I owe it to, you know, that initial program to jumpstart my personal development career really back in 2006 because um, prior to that, I was a reader. Uh, I was your occasional reader. I was really into uh, biographies and poetry, believe it or not. So I always, I, I did read. It wasn't like, you know, it turned me into like a reader and all this other stuff, but I read more and then I changed what I was reading. Um, so my mindset, if people knew me prior to 2006, I was very, you know, I had a razor sharp tongue. Um, I was very witty and not in the most positive way. I was, you know, always chopping, uh, busting people's chops, you know, that we're ball breakers. That's what, you know, that's what it was. I mean, the, where we came from, it was like, you know, survival, the fittest kind of thing. You had to have the best jokes. You had to come at people. You had crackheads. Uh, that's just the way we were, you know? I wouldn't say 100% pessimist, but that's what, you know, I had this negative kind of thinking like, you know, oh man, uh, you know, more geared towards negative than positive stuff that were coming out. But I was always motivated to become a millionaire and I just didn't know how to gather my thoughts and make sense of them. And I guess that's what I can say the personal development industry did for me once I got to into the right education, the right information and the, the, the movie The Secret aided in that, which is actually very strange because today at random, I was just talking to Gabe. I was doing my Christmas shopping. I went to Barnes & Noble and um, I was picking up a few books for people and I actually ended up buying the 10th year anniversary The Secret. Ah, nice. Which um, is, is, is it's fascinating. Like I didn't even know any of this was, you know, going to be brought up until I, you know, whatever, but it's, it's very interesting. So that's where it all got started. Then it moved on to a variety. I would say a plethora of uh, startups and, you know, little entrepreneurial endeavors that didn't quite pan out, but left me with a broad range of experience, education, uh, thought process that turned me into what I am today. And I give all credit to that. And I'll also get into later if, if you know, if, if we have a chance to as to why that's so important. And in episode 38, I actually do discuss that life happens for you, not to you. And uh, no it kind of prepped me into the person that I am today. And I am very, 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 very grateful for that. You can catch me on uh, wisdomminers.com, jimmyleevelez.com. Uh, the Motivation Files was a book that I released last year. The CD is an audio audio file that has motivational talks and and you know you know high energy beats in the background. That was all released last year, leading into the podcast that was started here in 2016. So you could see in my 10 years, a lot has changed, and it has been a crazy ride. Like I said, it happened for me. 
and and I and if you could just imagine the Transformers, how they went, you know, go from like regular, you know, little cars and turn into big monsters and beasts. That's kind of how I think. Uh, in, in, in that <laughs> oh, term, nice. I was just cruising before. Now I just I stood up and actually realized what I was. I wasn't, or if you could think of like a baby bird or something like that amongst a bunch of turkeys, and he realizes he's an eagle and he can actually fly. That's when that's what personal development did for me. Nice, good stuff, man. Well, we're definitely gonna deep dive into some of those projects, but before we do, let's back up a little bit. And where do you rep, man? You know, I know you, you, you guys are in Philly, Pennsylvania, you mentioned, you know, Bristol, like what's your, what's your city? Like where, where do you call, um, home for you? I mean, overall, someone were to ask me, I, I would say, I always say Philadelphia region, just cause a lot of times people don't know what I'm talking about when I say Bristol PA, but I rep Bristol through and through. That was where I was raised. So, you know, I was born in Delaware County. But um, I was raised in, I came to Bristol, we were in Bristol Township when I was like six months old or something. For, we lived there for two years and then we li- moved to the borough ever since, I believe in 1987 or 88 or something like that. And I was there, we were there till 2004. And then we're off to, you know, a town right next to Bristol. But Bristol's where my heart's at. For anyone who's local, I say Bristol Borough. Outside of that, you know, a lot of, I just say the Philadelphia region. I say a small town north of Philadelphia. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I, mean, I rep, I rep Philly just so people can get a grasp. But then when, you know, so I get into actual conversation with someone, it's like, it's really Bristol Borough. Nice, nice. So what does like Bristol mean to you? Like what's the significance of it personally? Well, like I said, I mean, there, we're so deep. The town is so deep rooted. Uh, the heritage of what Bristol is. It's a small town of closely knitted people, hardworking little town uh, where the values are, are driving this thriving little, I don't know, this like this little powerful entity that, that we call home. And, and it, it, it molded us in so many different ways because it almost represents what United States of America is. It's like this melting pot of people, background you know, the wealth, uh, that's there. It's, it's, it's all over the place. And, and it's a, like a little, like, what do you call that? Like a little snapshot really of what the United States is to me. That's what I think of it is like, it had everything. It prepped me for everything. We saw all scales of life, all levels of, uh, you know, financial wealth, all levels of education and everything came in and it comes into this like little ball of a town and but then everyone gets along. We have such different backgrounds, but everyone understands each other. We almost like have our own little language, and it molds you. It molds you to be a strong, thriving individual that's able to really handle your own and survive in this crazy world. So I think of Bristol is just like this strong little town that can you know stand up with the big guys. Nice, nice, no doubt. So let's um let's let's get into your thought process a little bit. So you mentioned 2006 is when you broke into the personal development industry. What's something that you think differently now, 10 years after uh, kind of breaking in? Like what's your what's your thing that you know 10 years ago when you're I guess you're in college back then. Fast forward today. Like, what's one thing that you have different thoughts about than you did back then? All right, so I'm just going to give, you know, because there's a lot, but I'm just going to 
give you a, a basic example that can basically change your world and change your thinking in under 30 seconds. I went from knowing that I can be successful, but I thought it was going to be in the hands of somebody else mm -hmm. to then understanding and knowing for certain I was going to be successful, but it was in my control. It was under my control. So it went from, I knew that the possibilities uh, were were out there to be, you know, a successful uh, person and in, in whatever field that was going to be to now knowing that I'm going to be that, but it's in my control. Cause before I just thought, you know, you, you know, go to school, study hard, land a job and, you know, retire at 65. I just thought that that was the reason for me to go to college. And that's the reason why, why I want to have a good job. I want to make, you know, a good amount of money and, you know, figure it out from there. In the back of my mind, I always wanted to be a, a millionaire. So I didn't know how that was ever going to happen. I just knew that, you know, some way maybe I'll just figure it out to then knowing to now knowing it was it always has been in the palm of my hand. The reason why I am where I am today is because of my thought process and 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 really the support from everyone else. Whereas before I just thought I had to manhandle and do it all by myself. Right. Yeah. Like studying and going to school, that's all you do that all by yourself. And then you get a college degree by yourself. And then you're in the interview by yourself. And then you get the job really by yourself, unless you got like some crazy hookup, which I didn't, I never did. And then you have to hold your own. I always thought that way. Just thought it was like the kind of linear, you know, thought process as, you know, you're taught until, you know, 10 years later down the road, it's almost like I'm, I'm laughing in a good way because I realized this whole thing has been in the palm of my hands and, and is 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 really up to me and it's a very powerful thought if you really think about it right no doubt so you know it's obviously been a 10-year journey for you and that's you know definitely a paradigm shift was there like one book one quote one person that you know kind of escalated or fast-tracked that that shift in your your mindset yeah. Um, so when I got into uh, the personal development industry, Napoleon Hill was really his material uh, was really the beginnings of that paradigm shift. Napoleon Hill went from went from Napoleon Hill to because I like I said, the, the secret got released, but I was more like. When I was reading The Secret, I was like, yeah, but where did this person get their information from? You see what I'm saying? Where I, mm -hmm. I, I end up finding out, you know, the, the, the whole thing is, you know, based off of, you know, Think and Grow Rich uh, by Napoleon Hill. So then I wanted to see where, where Napoleon Hill got his information from. And then, boom, I, I think I believe I explained this in episode like 36 or something. But uh, Napoleon Hill was hired by Andrew Carnegie, who was at one point the wealthiest man uh, in the world. And a lot of his, his wealth came from the railroad and steel industry. But So he, he studied successful people for 20 years. So this is where his material is coming from. So it was like the original material. And also Wallace D. Waddles, who is the author of The Science of Getting Rich, which was also kind of like these two books that kind of interacted with each other because they're basically from the same time period. And the person that molded those two books together and really truly made sense of everything to me was a guy by the name of Bob Proctor. Bob Proctor wrote a book titled uh, You Were Born Rich, which the book was great, but I think it was all the, the, the talks that Bob Proctor gave, all the seminars and things like that, that really kicked it off. And that is where the shift started happening. I started to get and understand Napoleon Hill's information. Uh, he wrote a book, the... Um, 
Law of Success in 16 Lessons. That's actually the original book to Think and Grow Rich. See, I kept digging yep. and digging. I wanted to know. Yep. The Think and Grow Rich is just a very diluted version of the Law of Success in 16 Lessons. What happened was the wealthiest people of that era were scared because all the real secrets of how to attain wealth was released in the Law of Success in 16 Lessons. So they said, whoa, 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 whoa. This is selling way too much. You're giving away way too much. Dilute this. Mm -hmm. So now that's the reason why people read Think and Grow Rich and are still kind of basically clueless. And they keep saying, doing things a certain way. That's why I kind of referenced that earlier when they, uh, dictionary.com defined motivation and then they said, they use the phrase, a uh, certain way. Napoleon Hill talks about doing things in a certain way, but he doesn't really explain. He kind of like, you know, goes around that whole thing, but you can find all your answers in the law of success in 16 lessons by Napoleon Hill. The science of getting rich is an awful read, but the information that is being dropped is unbelievable it's it's a dense read i should say not an awful read it's a very dense and it's a quick book it's probably like 90 pages if that you can read it in one night um, nice and then like i was just telling gabe in 2010 another paradigm shift took place when Rhonda byrne actually followed up the secret with a book titled the prop the the power the power i just told gabe i read that book probably about 15 times without exaggeration and i'm probably under uh shooting that number the Power by Rhonda Byrne changed everything for the next five years. It was like, boom, it catapulted me to a whole talk. That was like a that defined, that was like the definition of a of a mind shift. So in 2006, I had a mind shift with Napoleon Hill's information. And then the book, The Power, came out. And I combined that with uh, Bob Proctor's information. And, you know, well, you go you go way beyond. Guys, I'm not just talking about books, one book and one. These were ones that had major influences on me, but... When I'm, I'm just going to jump right into the people who actually influenced me in the personal development industry. YouTube was at the palm of my hands. You got to understand, YouTube was popping in 2006, 2007. That's when it all like happened, right? Yep. Uh, yep. That's so I just kept researching stuff, researching stuff, researching stuff, and boom, I find like Bob Proctor, I find Jim Rohn, I find Les Brown, Zig Ziglar, Wayne Dyer, Joe Lowstein, uh, Brian Tracy, uh, Jack Canfield. I find all these guys that are just dropping nuggets and, and people say all the time, you know, the personal development stuff is a bunch of stuff that's reiterated in a, in, a, in a different way. Well, exactly. That's the point. So is everything else in life. You're just given like a different way to, to look at stuff. It's, it's books are rewritten and uh, written and rewritten, but it's giving you a different perspective. It's giving you kind of like a different look, a different way to look at things pan out. Right. So, so. Yeah. That, I, I just, I mean, I demolished books. I was demolishing programs, seminars. I was going in and out of places. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, video after video. Man, I spent thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. I am not ashamed to say this. Tens of thousands of dollars in education in the personal development industry. And and, and I know it's 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 panning out and, 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 and it'll pay off ultimately in the end. But I don't even look at that number because it, you know, the value that I got out of a book is, is is incredible. I took a picture, right? So I went to I went to uh, was it? I don't know. I went to these you know used bookstore where they just sell a bunch of used books, whatever. I don't know how you know how they come about these books, whatever. I go. They have all the the sections separated into personal development. I don't care about new books. Like I don't care if it's a new or whatever book. I just want the book. I just want the material that's in the book. So I buy majority of my books are old books 
obviously you have the occasional new book. Like I just purchased the, uh, the 10th anniversary edition of the, uh, the secret today, but I bought 15 books for $5. Okay. Mm-hmm. All in the personal development. Uh, what's it called? Hold on, let me get up for a sec. You see them? See them. These books, $5. All those okay. right there. All these books. What you got? Inspiring others to win. Escape management land. Going beyond a positive mental attitude. How you can prosper in a shattered economy. Use both sides of your brain. A Course of Miracles in five minutes. Dude, it just keeps going on. Five bucks, all right? Nice. I do this! <laughs> that brings me to a, a another another topic. And if, and if we get super random on this episode, uh, bear with us. But it's, it's, it's going to get real random. Gabe, me and G- Gabe always talks about all these other people had the same information I had my fingertips on. But I actually applied what I was reading. A lot of times people say like, oh, well, you just, you know, you're reading books, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, but I'm actually reading the books. I'm actually still 10 years later. I just bought 15 more books. That was a week and a half ago. Like, I don't stop. I just bought another book today and paid retail price because I know at the end of the day, it's all going to pan out and work for me. I'm going places. I'm here. I, I really do this. Like, I really study personal development industry. I Like, I really study the brain. I really study psychology. I really do this. I don't just mess around. I don't just preach. I don't just talk. I don't just, like, jump on the podcast and tell people a bunch of crap that sounds good and they, they want to do. I apply this stuff, man. I do this. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, this isn't a game to me. This changed my life for the better. For real. Yeah. Let me um, let me let me ass- assign a label to you, and tell me what you think. Artist is that a accurate label for you? Artist. Artist. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, it's an interesting. You know what? Because what I like about it is the uh, the creative aspect of that word. It's it's almost when I see artist, it's like um, an entrepreneur like word because you can do with it whatever you want right a lot of yeah. times people say like art is whatever the, whatever the hell you want to make it that's what life is yeah. life is whatever the world you want to make it and you're the artist it's your painting what are you about to paint what do you want to see the you're the sculptor right the world is your canvas yes the world is your canvas so i love that i love the artist thing i i i embrace that i accept that now it, what did you mean when you said art saved you um on a pretty recent one, like saved you from what, and how did it save you? It saved it. Okay, so art saved me from pessimism, because a lot of a lot of a lot of my stuff, a lot of like my thought process was coming from a negative, you know, tone. And I don't know directly what that's from, but I had mentioned this before that I, I'm like a nat, I was a natural pessimist that converted right into like an optimist. You know, sometimes my you know my wife excuse me, pokes fun. It was like, all right, you're like, sometimes you're a little over the top, but, um, so art saved me because it was almost like my, my cooling down method of like, all right, relax. Like you're thinking way too much. So I am a critical thinker, which can be used in very, excuse me, which can be used in very positive ways, but it also can be used in very negative ways. And I was using it in negative ways, just like kind of just getting down in the dumps. And if it wasn't for art, when I'm like drawing or painting or doing stuff like that, or listening to music, which is an art form, I don't I don't know where I would be, to be honest with you. That got me through up all through college. 
And then that's the reason. And then from art, really, I, I converted into studying the personal development industry because I started using my mind as a weapon for positivity instead of a weapon uh, for destruction. Yeah. So you mentioned doodling and drawing. Like, what what art do you produce? Yeah. So, um, I have I have all kinds of stuff, but I like to just get, like, and it sounds like weird. But just a blank sheet of paper it could be, you know, like your classic printer paper or whatever. I mean, I have like sketchbooks and stuff like that too. But I'm very random of when I get in the mood. So a lot of times in a lot of places, someone has printer paper. So I just grab that and and, and start doodling on that. And I say doodling. A lot of times I like to I draw like facial expressions, abstract stuff with a pen, pencil, whatever. But, but, you know, I keep them, I keep them and, um, I log them in and, and one day maybe I, I can give it to, you know, to one of my, you know, my sons, my kids, whatever somebody wants it. And he's like, Whoa, you know, this is, it's like, it's almost like telling a story of kind of what I'm going to, so you'll see like a face and it's like this big cheesy, happy face. And the next day you'll see a face is like this kind of angry, you know, like crying face or whatever. But yeah, I, I like drawing faces, but I do a lot of. I say doodling, but it's not like just drawing circles or whatever. I'm kind of like going through my thought Draw process. Draw smiley faces. I just, just, just draw smiley emojis. faces and emojis. <laughs> That's all I do. But uh, we mentioned, uh, we talked about <laughs> earlier, like doing like little projects of like, you know, uh, like breaking down skids and making things out of them. But that's just one of the stuff. Like I just like arts and crafty stuff. Drawing, just drawing with a pen though does something because uh, when you draw with a pencil, you can erase the mistakes when you but when you draw with a pen you have to go with the error and then make it art in itself and 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 make it okay so that's kind of how life really is it's, it's we're going through this thing with a pen we're not going through it with a pencil so so when i use a pen it's just kind of like if i do mess up it's like it's okay how, how can i make this even better than what i originally thought it was going to be hold on all right, so here we go. Here's here's one of my binders. Here's my, one of my binders of art, artwork. Nice. Here goes like a face that I'm talking about. That I okay. Pieces. Oh well. <laughs> um, that's stuff from this year. I haven't even put it in a binder yet. But this is all stuff from like past years of just abstract, random, pastels. Look, this one's from 2006. So I've been doing this. You get the point. So, so I just showed the guys some of my artwork. So when people ask, I, I just want to, so, so we're, so we're tra fully transparent. I'm not the dude that's going to tell you I'm doing something and not doing it. I'm showing these guys proof after proof that th this is, I, I live the, I live what I preach, right? A lot of times I listen back on the podcast and it sounds like I'm a damn preacher and, it, and it's kind of annoying and it's obnoxious to myself. But what I'm saying is real. It's true. I experienced it. That's the reason why I'm reiterating this stuff 95% yeah. uh, uh, of the time. Gabe knows. Gabe see me in in the last ten years, very like up close and and in the middle of the mix when I'm having my ups and downs and how I overcame and how we actually conquered and and why we are here uh, today, uh, making this very uh, this very podcast and and Scott as well. So yeah, so there you have it. So my yeah. artwork is is the real deal. I just showed you guys. It's one is even dated till 2006, and it goes beyond that. I have stuff from like 1990s, but. It's that's like when I was a kid, so that's another folder. Yeah, there were some good pieces, man. Too Thank bad you. the uh, the audience can't see them. So related to that, you're a tattoo guy, right? Yes, sir. 
So how many tattoos do you have? Uh, well, I have a half a sleeve, so it's it's not a real number. Um, it's a bunch. So I sat in through numerous, numerous, numerous tattoo sessions, uh, endured a lot of pain uh, for some for some uh, you know artwork that I believe in. Your your designs or were they others? Um, it's a combination. So it's I believe a true artist if he's going to do his work on your body, it's a good idea to get his recommendations or his suggestions on uh, the particular art piece that you want. Um, a lot of times people want stuff on certain body parts that won't look right. And that's what they're there for. That's the reason why they're professionals. They can tell you like, dude, yeah. uh, you want this big Christmas tree on your forearm and it's not going to look right. Or, <laughs> you know, you want an <laughs> elephant on your elbow and it's not going to look good. Um, and they, they're there for that. So uh, is a combination of, Obviously, I have a creative side of myself uh, as my creation and, and bouncing ideas off them and kind of we mesh, you know, our ideas together and, and come up with the pieces. So the, yeah. th it's very meaningful to me because if I get it tatted, like we always say, dude, if I get it tatted on you, on myself, I mean, that's everything. Yeah. Uh, not only do I believe in it, but the, the stuff that I got anyway is family stuff. So it's not like, you know, I don't just yet have like sayings or anything. Well, actually I do. I have the one saying it's, uh, it was from my dad was passing, or my dad passed away from pancreatic cancer. And during the push, when we were trying to fight, you know, the cancer or whatever, we came out with the, 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 the slogan, I can, I will. So I have, I can, I will, uh, tattooed on my arm. Um, right underneath, you know, like the roses. I'm I'm obsessed with roses. So I have like roses across my religious beliefs. I'm a Christian. I have birds. I have specific birds uh, representing my mom. And then I have uh, like a revolver on the inside of my arm. It's, it represents my dad because he was like the uh, our Puerto Rican cowboy. And uh, nice. he, he had like, you know, these revolvers all over the freaking place. It was awesome. And then on the other side of my arm, I have a tattoo Obviously, from the city of Philadelphia, uh, the city of brotherly love, we we played like a, I don't know, like a, like a like a funny creative you know idea off that. So we have brother, we all have brotherly love. Me and my two brothers uh, have brotherly love tatted on the inside of our arms, um, but on the bottom we have three stars, and each star signifies uh, one of us. And uh, so the first one, if it was Goose, his would be the first one would be filled in. The other two are empty. Hex, the middle one's filled in, and myself, the last one's filled in. The first two are empty, uh, representing each of us. So, obviously, it's all meaningful stuff. I'm not just getting a bunch of random stuff. And so it takes time. It took years to get a half sleeve, and you know, I have ideas to uh, keep going from here. But it has to be meaningful. I'm not just gonna get random stuff. You know, tattoo. You're not gonna get your ex girlfriend from fifth grade tatted up. I mean. <laughs> nah, nah, man, I'm nah. good. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I, because it's art to me, mm. and yeah. uh, it's not just you know a bunch of stuff just to look cool or whatever. Although it does look cool, I'm definitely gonna have something permanent on me. It's gonna be meaningful for sure. Yeah. So goose and heck. So you're the baby, right? Yeah. What um what do they mean to you, and uh, how they how they shaped you? Well, I mean, well, they're my brothers, right? So obviously they mean, uh, you know. A lot to me. They mean the world to me. Um, there's nothing like a brotherly bond that's um, that was held together, especially with our heritage uh, in a Spanish uh, background, where you know, for us, family is everything. Like you didn't do nothing. If your brother's in trouble, you're in trouble. You know what I mean? Like if your brother's going to the corner store, you're going to the corner store. Too. Like we did everything together. So they're four and five years older than me. I'm the young bull. 
but uh, as my son would say now. <laughs> but uh, I watched everything they did. So like it was a weird trade-off. When we were growing up, I watched everything they did. They took me under the wing, even though half the time, you know, they probably didn't want to. And my mom forced them to like take me to a ball game or something like that. But I watched everything they did. I watched how they talked to people, you know, how they engaged in, in conversation, what they did, you know, how they dressed, the jobs that they took, what they, you know, the cars that they drove, everything, like everything led up into me being the person I was in my childhood. I mean, that there were, you know, there were the guys I looked up to. And then obviously like my dad was always my role model, no matter what. I mean, it was very strange. Like a lot of times people say, oh, my dad was my role model until like I was 18. I, you know, and I, you know, found, you know, like a baseball player or something like that, that I looked up to. Like my dad was always my role model, like through and through. But my brothers, they were kids as well. So they understood who I was and what I wanted to do. And, and, you know, in this era, and then we all grew up, Right. Out of Bristol, we all grew up. We all bought houses in in the same town. We all have you know kids that are growing up together. So it's like we see it all happening over, and the cycle begins or continues, I should say. Uh, so we still are very close knit. Obviously, we do the podcast together. We all live within uh, five miles of each other, uh, which is very nice. And we're there to uh, help each other and support each other. And everything that I ever did was totally different than my brother. So here's the thing. It's not like I literally did everything they did and mimicked them. When I was a kid, I did. But once I became an adult, I did everything opposite they did. And what was nice about them being older, I could see what worked and what didn't work. So I made right. I made decisions based on all that stuff. But they supported me. They already knew I was going to do different stuff. Um and, and, and they supported everything I did, no matter how wild and crazy uh, my ideas were. There's like, yeah, man, you know, whatever. <laughs> if that's what you want to do, let's do it. And vice versa. I mean, I supported them and their their crazy ideas. But uh, that's what brothers are for. And we stood there by each other. We support each other. We love each other. That's what it's all about. I mean, it, it's it's an amazing bond. Yeah, good stuff. So you're married. How many years now? Yeah, so four years. Uh, we four met. Years. Yeah, yeah. We met back in 2008. We got married in uh 2012 and here we are with a beautiful two-year-old son who'll be three here in january married four years and uh we're doing our thing so she married an entrepreneur you already talked about 20 plus ventures that you got into (laughs) so obviously she's supportive of you like what what does that mean to you it's amazing you know it's it's um it's hard it's hard to put into words because it's when when you get assigned your family members at birth, they're kind of just there always with you, right? But then when you get to pick your best friend and then they're still there with you, it's a totally different level of love, I guess you can say. Um, yep. it's, it's, it's interesting. It's fun. It, it, it energizes me. Because it's a different kind of belief. Like your brothers are there and, and your, your parents are there. Or whoever, whoever, whatever families, you know, in your life that's supportive, they're there. And hopefully you're there for them. Not that it's, it's kind of expected, but it's, you know, but it's, um, but I'm still grateful for it. But then when you get to pick your best friend to spend the rest of your life with, it's totally different. Like she's been, she's experienced my highest of highs and my lowest of lows. Some stuff, you know, I don't think she was too excited about. Some stuff that I still do, I don't think she's that crazy about, but she still supports it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the point, is that she's still there. And she knows I'm going to come up with some crazy idea. But here's the thing. 
it's not just supporting someone who's always ha- who's always doing the next crazy thing. I have gotten stuff done. I have gotten results. I made sure things happened. I brought I brought home the paper, so to speak. So I'm not just a, you know one of these guys who just keeps coming up with all this random stuff, and then he's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna be a millionaire. I'm gonna do this. Yeah. I'm gonna change the world. Blah blah blah. And for you know eight plus years, just still you know living in my mom's basement and not making it happen. I I was a man about it at the same time, although I I uh, you know sacrificed a lot of stuff and am not nowhere near where I want to be, but I'm truly grateful for where I for how far I've come and where I am now, and I could see and I could hear the appreciation, and that's all said through action of you know her support. Yeah, good stuff. So you mentioned um, you're a Christian. What's your um, kind of how's your faith played into what you do? Oh my gosh, um, it's everything. I'm a, you know, I'm a firm believer that Jesus Christ came to this world, died for my sins, and led a life that was an example uh, of what I should live mine. And He is the way. Through Him, uh, through Him, you, 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 you'll find God. And and in a, in, a, in a very deep understanding is what I'm saying. And so with that, everything I do is through my religious thought process because I believe I I am being guided. I truly do, and I and I find the guidance through prayer. Uh, I find the guidance through uh, special conversations that I have with specific people and and mentors and 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 you know figures in my life that ha- have an ability to break things down to, you know, for them to make sense. And it, it all boils down to my beliefs because I do feel like I have an anointing. I do feel like I am, I am blessed. I honestly do feel like I have a calling and all that is derived from my God. And, uh, and so I, tr- I wake up every morning. I, I, I pray, I go to bed and I pray, I, I visualize, I talk to God every every chance I get. I'm constantly talking underneath my breath, and but it's it's me having conversations all throughout the entire day. Please be with me. Please protect me. Guide me. Show me the way. Please allow me to have the right words to say in specific conversations. Protect me. Uh, uh, you know, just just constantly talking. And and then I don't understand how how I, I would have gotten through life any other way. Yeah, no doubt. That definitely the prayer life is important. I mean, what scriptures kind of guide you? Is there any that, you know, just are always top of mind that you, you know, always come come to when you need it? Yes. And the reason why I feel so strong is because uh Jehovah Jireh, right? The Lord my provider. He I I every time I fell to my like life knocked me to my knees and I felt that I'm like I, me as a physical, the physical man can't go any further. I have to not only just get through this emotionally, but my spiritual walk has to be in check. My spiritual strength has to be there. That's the only way I'm able to drag myself through some of the mess that life throws your way. And I constantly reminded myself, and me being in the personal development industry. I just have this, you know, belief that if I pray for something and ask for it and then have the faith that it's going to happen because of, you know, uh, you know, my provider and then my action put, 
you know, put together, it will happen. So the verse that sticks with me is Matthew, Matthew 21, 22. And it states, you can pray for anything. And if you have faith, you will receive it. It's like the original law of attraction, uh, literally. Yeah. And I always, always go back to that. It's, I, I know, right? So, so he's, he, he's, so God's my provider and I believe that he's in control of the entire universe, right? So if that's the case, no problem, no problem that I'm having as this six foot three guy that's having on this, in this little world, in this little town that, you know, my father, God can't handle who's in control of the entire universe. So, um, it's kind of funny when you put it in perspective and the guys here see that I have space as my background. That's literally the reason why I have that is to put my, you know, life and my problems into perspective. I don't know if I ever explained that to you guys, but wow. I have space on like on all my monitors and it's, it always, remi- I'm not, ha- I don't know anything about NASA or, you know, any of like scientific stuff like that. But that's the reason why I have the space backgrounds is to, uh, humble yourself and realize, uh, you're not as big as, and your problems aren't as big as you think they are. Yep. No doubt. <laughs> All right, let's get back into personal development. So you mentioned the motivation files and you mentioned wisdom miners. How did both of these projects kind of get started? Where are they at and kind of where, what's kind of next with those? So wisdom miners was, uh, was one of the first ones that was like, a couple years back that was my blog really so this is how I, I me and Gabe talk about this all the time is I felt like I had all this information that I was studying and I was applying and I was getting results that I felt like the need to share them I wasn't necessarily saying that I was being a teacher but I went to share what I was learning so then that's when I opened up you know wisdominers.com which was a blog that I was blogging on daily to 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 produce material that hopefully uh, was going to help someone you know, in, in their issues or whatever they were going through in life and, you know, help them, you know, improve whatever that was. Fast forward a couple years and I, I, so wisdom miners is still up, but it's basically, it gets fed into what gets, you know, uh, written on wisdomminers.com gets fed into Jimmy Lee Um, so now the, the websites are just, you know, one and the same, but, uh, I moved to there for branding reasons. Right. Obviously, it's it, the title of the website's my entire name, JimmyLeeVelez.com. So when I was coming out with the products of the book and the and the motivational album, that was the reason why that shift took place. And and they're still thriving. So now I, I blog once a month uh, because I took on the podcast and the podcast um, is a different you know medium that I'm using that I feel at the moment is more effective than the blog is. Uh, just because it's it's weird. It's almost like a text message. We, t- we talk about this all the time. You can read a text message one way and get offended, and the person who sent it was supposed to make you laugh, right? So sometimes blogs work that way when you're reading, just reading in general. Sometimes you're not understanding. And then when you re- when you get like a book on tape, right, like the audio version of a book, and the person's so passionate what they're saying, like, yeah. man, I wasn't reading it like that. Maybe I just totally misinterpreted it. So the podcast... Mm-hmm allows me to do that. It allows my listeners to get my actual emotion of what I'm saying. Cause sometimes you're not you're not understanding the power of words. People don't they they miss they misread stuff and then they don't even understand the power of what's actually even being they're said. Not, and they're not projecting their own emotions on what exactly, you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm a high energy kind of person. So when I'm talking to people, ninety five percent of the time the person kind of like 
their posture changes, they have a smile, or they get energized, whatever it is. I wanted to convey that more because I felt like I was not impacting as 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 much as I could. And just bringing that back uh, from back from the religious stuff, I felt like I'm given gifts, right? We're given all talents, gifts, abilities. Uh, at birth that we need to sharpen. We need to, it's our gift back uh, to God, so to speak, as to what we're doing with what we're given. I don't want to give him back, you know, my basic ability. I want to give him back what he's given me tenfold. Uh, So I'm constantly improving on what was given to me. My thought process is different now than what it was because of all the material that I'm reading. And I feel like, you know, the law of attraction has been working in that sense where I'm getting more and more material and I'm getting the right material. I'm reading the right books. I kind of even talk to myself saying, you know, what do you want to read today or what should I what should I read today? And it's me really talking to God saying, guide me, guide me, guide me. And so the transition from the blog uh, to the podcast was one of those kind of things where it was almost like a stepping stone. You could actually kind of see my growth. And a lot of the material I am saying on the podcast was stuff I already had said, but now you're getting the passion. Now you're getting the the, the emotion behind the words. And here we are coming up. Uh, well, here we are, episode 30, 39, which is almost a year old, almost, we have some time, almost a year old, so six months uh, of my my walk, basically, my you know personal development walk with the expansion of the uh, Rotated Views uh, crew. So everything's still, still going. I just feel like now we're at a bigger level and more powerful. So what's your vision for the rotative views? Like what what are you trying to accomplish and kind of what's the goals coming up for 2017? So just to go back a little bit, the whole goal of Wisdom Miners was to get my get all all the information, you know, that I was studying, getting out getting it out there and you know, putting my spin on it. And then JimmyLeeVelez.com turned into helping other people in a more structured way how to become the best that they can be in in this day and age because some of these books are from like the 1900s, 1800s, early you know 1920s whatever. And so when I came out with the motivation files, it was to help people, you know, the slogan is to help help you become the best version of yourself, uh, motivating you to become the best version of yourself. So that's basically what the podcast adopted when it comes to mindset, right? So it's called the rotated views uh, life from various perspectives. But the mindset is coming from uh, the personal development industry, helping other people to become the best versions of themselves through this medium. And it's just getting better. And uh, that's what we see. That's what we want. That was what the vision was. That's what it still is. And for 2017, we're just looking to get bigger and bigger and better with the platform that we have, you know, having more guests on, uh, having more powerful uh, messages being released, you know. Real, honestly, we we want to be the best. So I mean that that's that's where it boils down to. We were blessed enough to be ranked throughout the entire year of 2016. Our podcast was ranked. Uh, we reached top 100 uh, overall. I think we got as high as like was it like 30 or something? 30 something overall wow. out of two of like whatever it is hundreds of thousands of podcasts. I mean, look that statistic up. And then we got as high as like 11 or 12 or something or something like that in for in our category. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah, our lifestyle category or whatever it is. Society and culture. That's it. Yeah. 
And uh, so, so we're looking to stay up there. We're looking for sponsorships, uh, bigger uh, sponsorships that are going to help us, you know, get this message out on a much broader scale. We have another, a couple other, well, I have a couple other little projects um, that I haven't yet released, but I've talked to, uh, you know, amongst the guys about uh, here and there, but 2017 uh, is looking bigger and better, man. That's Every single year, I talk about this all the time, every single year, I want to take on something new, I want to become bigger, I want to become better, I want to improve, I don't want to be doing the same stuff that I was doing last year, because all that stagnation stinks, it smells, you want to keep the waters moving, you want to turn into a beautiful, clear, think about when you're on an island, right, on this beautiful island with this crystal blue uh, uh, water, you can see your toes, you see all these little fishies swimming all through that's what you want to be that's beautiful that's growing that's that's uh that's life in itself right and you don't want to be a swamp so so uh if you're a swamp stay away from me i want that clear water that beautiful caribbean feel i want the little bongos playing in the background as i navigate through 2017 drinking some coquito drinking uh you know yeah you get the idea <laughs> yeah nice so you got a very structured process and i guess with that you mentioned planning is one of your strengths so if i'm getting into jimmy lee's toolbox kind of talk about how your planning process kind of works what does it look like first of all get out of my toolbox <laughs> so yeah. oh, man, it's, it's some good stuff in there man so uh my so i okay so th this is what it is man uh as much as i talk about you know the the material from like the secret they're like ask, believe, receive. That's like their three-step process, right? Well, mine goes a little bit deeper and a little bit more detail, but it's only five. It's only five. So I come up with, I have dream, ask, believe, act, achieve. That's my step. Those are my steps. And it might sound crazy, but I use that every single day. No matter what, if I'm plan planning my week in an educational sense, if I'm planning my week for, you know, taking my son to like soccer practice or whatever he has going on or, you know, having a, you know, dinner with my wife, whatever it is, it always goes through that. So you dream, you think about it, you're dreaming it up. Like, what do I want to accomplish? What is it? Then you ask about it, whatever your beliefs are, the universe, for me, it's God. Ask like, is, is this right for me? Just making sure I'm going in the right direction. Uh, then I believe. So you, then I, you know, I inject the entire process with, you know, faith. Um, so I believe it's going to happen. And then I act. I take action on what I wrote down, uh, what it is that I need to do. Even if sometimes the action is, I don't even know what direction I'm going in. I just have to take, you have to take a step forward in whatever it is. Act and then achieve. Then you achieve the result. It, it will come in. So whatever you put out there will come back. So that's my five-step process. No matter what I do, I have, I don't even know if I ever said the five-step process before. That's been in books. I, I can pull out a book back there that has been out since before 2010, and and it's or yeah, somewhere around there, between 2010, between 2010 and 2012. I can guarantee. I can I can see the book right here. It's sitting on my shelf where I wanted to come out. My initial uh, idea for my first book I ever wanted to write was that process where the secret, quote unquote, got it wrong. I wanted to give you a five-step process because I felt like they left some stuff out. And that's the reason why it came out that book. But the book never came out. I never wrote the book, but I have like, you know, like a bunch of like brainstorming ideas uh, webbed together. But that's what that, you know, that's where I, I, I credit all my, uh, my success from. Nice. 
So is that, would you call that your success formula? Yeah. So that's all day. That is my success formula. Uh, because when you're asking the part, when people was like, well, where, where was the, you know, uh, the religious part, when you're asking that's prayer, because sometimes you, you we're asking for stuff that we have no idea is bad for us. We don't know that though. And I, and I put out a quote and I said it in, you know, episode 38, but the quote went something like, you know, I explained what the quote was. So sometimes doors are being closed and open, but it's all for us, right? So I had mentioned earlier that life happens for us. So sometimes we're asking for something and God's closing a door and we're like, well, I asked so much. The law of attraction doesn't work. And that's the reason why I tell people all the time, don't get stuck on that. Okay, sometimes God needs to intervene and it's still happening for a reason. People need to understand that life happens for a reason. You're get people get so obsessed with the law of attraction and the secret and stuff like that that that's what made it unbelievable. That's why th- people weren't manifesting the lives that they thought they were going to manifest based off the material that was given in the movie The Secret. <laughs> so they had this fallacy that this X Y and Z was going to happen. Uh, and it was based off this fallacy. Uh, they had this, it was a misguided, uh, formula, but it wasn't done on purpose because the general sense is there. Yes. And it it is, but people took some of the stuff literally and just literally sat in rooms and was just, you know, meditating for hours day in and day out and nothing was happening. Well, that's because that the word action was left out. And that's the reason why I have it in my formula act. Uh, you have to take action. Uh, and sometimes when you're in prayer, when you're asking, when you're in prayer, it, you're going to get a different answer that you don't want. And like I said before, sometimes doors are opening and closing. You don't even realize that's an opportunity. And sometimes we don't see it coming because it comes wrapped in something we didn't expect it to be wrapped in. Yeah. Um, and we had no idea. A perfect example is like a, a, the night out, me and my, when I met my wife. That was supposed to be a guy's night out, me and my cousin Manny. We went to one place and it was like a themed night. So we we weren't even basically allowed to go in. So we left there. We're going home. Missed our exit. Ended up at the spot where I met my wife at. <laughs> right? So if I was like one of those people dissecting what happened and trying to like constantly plan. you ha- I said this earlier. You have to be flexible with yeah. life. We're always going to make sense. Mark Zuckerberg had an interview and he was talking about be- understand that you're going to mess up. Understand yeah. that you're, we're all going to make uh, mistakes. Stop trying to go through life so perfect. Uh, it's not going to work. It's guaranteed that you're going to screw up somewhere. Yep. So so be able to take those mistakes and then kind of roll with them and then always laugh at yourself. But yeah, that's I would say that's my quote unquote success formula. But and 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 like I said, if I were to write a book on that, obviously I would be able to elaborate on each one to so it made a little bit more sense. Yeah, good stuff. So you know, you already mentioned a ton of books, the power, the secret. The Law of Success and 16 Lessons. Any other books that are like your top ones that kind of influence you the most or help shape you? I mean, aside from the Bible, those are it, man. Uh, the Power, I just told, like I said, or I did say this earlier, but I literally read that book 15 times. And I know people say, like, oh, I read a book thousands of times. I'm talking about literally read a book 15 times. I'm not, there's not a, that's not a fluff, uh, you know, number or whatever. Yeah, the power. Uh, the the she has a book called the magic, and the secret. I'm telling you, it sounds cheesy and it's very mainstream. Some of the stuff that's being said, but if you can, if people can just get their hands on those basic books, 
I promise you, your thought process is going to change. If you actually apply with, it's a good, let me put it this way. It's a good introduction into how personal development and, you know, law of attraction, all that stuff actually works. Cause then I have, you could look at my bookshelf and there's a ton of other books. Now, each of those books represents something specifically, right? So it represents, you know, like one, one's could be about your finances. The other one could be about spirituality. One could be just straight up education, um, you know, one could be just be about relationships and falling in love. And I have a book there, you know, the five love languages. I have a, fall, a book titled Falling in Love. I have a book there on fatherhood and how to raise a boy. I have a book, you know, so my books vary. There's a book there on medi- uh, meditation. I'm just looking at my bookshelf. Uh, Tap Dance into Work. Uh, there, that, that's uh, Warren Buffett. Holy smoke. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, I have uh, Wealth 101. I have uh, Success Principles by Jack Canfield. I have a bunch of stuff on behind me. It's a bunch of John Maxwell stuff. So it, it, it varies. But if you want the basic intro, that's great. And then on each subject, look up other books that you can go dive deeper in. And so you can you know strengthen your thought process in, e- in each of those individual uh, topics. Yeah, nice. So some terms that are real common in this personal development industry, masterminds, motivation, coaching, what do those mean to you? Wow. Um, everything. So, so, all right, so we'll start with masterminding. So masterminding is very important uh, because it's, it's, the, it's the opportunity um, for you to balance ideas uh, with another individual or individual's so, so things start getting moving, right? As, it, as the old Bible, you know, verses, you know, when two minds are, you know, praying for one thing, things start moving, things start happening, right? That's how a, a, a mastermind works because it creates, a mastermind, it creates what they call like the third brain. So just think of it, if it's just two people. So if it's me and Scott or me and Gabe or me, Scott and Gabe talking, that's considered one brain. Or, or each individual is considered one brain. And then when our thoughts, because you're going to have to like look up and read what the law of attraction is and it, you're going to start getting into stuff like frequencies and all this other crap. But uh, our our frequencies, our thought processes create a frequency. So it's a level. It's literally like a tone. And so when those frequencies collide, which is when they call it brainstorming, right? They collide in the center. It's an actual energy. It creates another mind. It literally creates what they call a third mind. And our ideas, bouncing our ideas off each other, that's why I'm like, when you talk it out with someone, it's like, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. None of you guys had the original idea, but when you guys talked it out, uh, uh, an idea popped out of that, manifested yeah, yeah. out of that. So that's that's what that's the importance of a mastermind because you're gonna be you're working with the unknown. You're working with you know frequencies that can't be there. You can't bounce that frequency off a room if you're there by yourself. So masterminds are huge. Me and Scott have a mastermind. Me and Gabe have our own little mastermind. And then me and my brothers have a mastermind. And obviously when we get together for the podcast, it's basically another mastermind. We're bouncing ideas off of each other and things like that. Um, coaching is cool because I'm just going to give you the basic generic version that, you know, a lot of people talk about. It's like a GPS system. You know, it's there to guide you along the way. You may take a wrong turn and then it'll just be like, uh, recalculating, blah, 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 and it's kind of get you in the right direction. That's the importance of, uh, mentoring, which is also the importance of masterminding because you get to bounce ideas off people who maybe have been there or have a brighter idea in a certain area than you do. Yeah. And, and mentorship, uh, to me is on a more serious level. Uh, mentorship is 
getting someone who's who did something you want to do in a specific area. That's what mentorship is to me. So you can have, excuse me, you can have mentors in all kinds of subjects. So Scott, you, you had talked about, you almost had, you had like a, like a religious uh, mentor and then, and then you had like a mentor when it came to business. Uh, and then at one point that guy was the same person, right? He had, he had, you know, his walk, you know, his, his walk with God was, you were, you know, you looked up to as well, his, his business path you looked up to. Um, so it doesn't have to be like 600 different people. It could be one person, but that's what a mentorship, that's the, that's where the difference becomes, you know, between coaching and, and the masterminding and, and mentorship. So the mentors, uh, someone who's, who has something that you want, who's done something you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to promote this for you, but uh, I see some Jimmy Lee coaching coming up. Is that something you've been thinking about? Because man, there's so much knowledge there that you could definitely help a lot of people with. Absolutely. Um, I got, it's funny last year when I, when I released the motivation files, I was on a couple radio shows and it kept coming that kept coming up. They're saying, you know, it was like, wow, what you just said in like five minutes just solved the problem, that personal problem that I have at home or something like that. You know, do you offer coaching? And I remember my answer was blunt. It's like, no, not at the moment. I'm focusing on the release of this album. Meanwhile, now I think about it, I was like, maybe I should have embraced, you know, it should have embraced that. But I, I, to be honest with you, I overworked myself and I kind of burned myself out. And I just, all I kept saying was like another thing to take on. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh my gosh, there's no way I can do that. But now uh, being able to even, you know, manage myself and my time in a much more efficient and effective way that yes, I see, you know, uh, coaching and, and mentoring on, on a higher level, much more in, in the near future. Cause I do some of it now. Uh, but it's more of like personal thing with like people I know and I'm, you know, have tight relationships with, but yeah, for sure. Because I have been getting like fantastic feedback from when I do do those sessions. So look out for that folks. No doubt. So as we wrap up kind of personal development, any, um, any things we didn't discuss about personal development that, you know, you need to get out there? Yeah. Uh, the last thing I would say is, and I don't know if Scott, you're going to get into this, but is the definition of success. I just wanted to just say this because a lot of times people get caught up on one subject and think that is success overall when it's not that's just success in that specific thing for example they see somebody who's financially successful and they categorize them as a successful person when you should we should really be categorizing that person as he's very successful uh in his finances because that that person could be an awful mate right or it can be a very abusive person when they go home you know what i'm saying so we got to stop worshiping uh what we see on the surface and, and stop being so shallow in the judgment and understand that what people give out and the perception is, is just that. And how you take it in, your perspective is just that. And, and as you get older and as you grow and as you study yourself, know thyself, keep reading, keep, keep developing your mind, you start picking up and seeing things that other people aren't seeing. And you, start, you stop putting the man on such a pedestal pedestal and actually start putting God at a higher pedestal because you were starting to realize like, whoa, no wonder there's this big difference. No wonder he's so powerful because you start realizing the error in man. You start realizing the, uh, the mistakes that we make on a daily basis and we're not perfect. So when someone says, oh, that's successful, just 
redefine what success is uh, in your mind. And my kind of definition, because I kind of actually don't like, you know, defining this, but it's persistently and consistency, I'm sorry, persistently and consistently pursuing becoming the best version of yourself in the areas of education, finances, relationships, spirituality, mentality, and physically. Uh, so as you can see, it's in all those different areas. It's not, and it's becoming the best version of yourself. It's not, uh, uh, you know, being the best overall. So it's every day. It's a growing thing. Success. I heard success is having a problem in the beginning of week. And at the end of the week, that problem was solved. That's success, right? Where people just keep going back to this monetary thing. And I don't know if it's because we live in the United States of America, but it's always monetary for people, but it shouldn't be. That's one part of it. And, and, and I hope everyone, you know, becomes financially independent and, and, and can be prosperous in that manner. But you got to understand, you need to be prosperous in your spiritual walk. You need to be prosperous uh, physically. You got to take care of your body. That's the only way we're going to be walking around this beautiful earth of ours is if we take care of our body and stop feeding it with the junk. Just like you feed your body with junk and you could see who's feeding their body with the junk. It's physically visible, right? That's the same way your mind works. Just we can't see it. Your mind looks like this big out of shape monsoon of a person, but we just can't see it. But we can hear it by the way you're talking. We can see it uh, uh, in, in what you have manifested in the, in the world, really. Uh, and then when you talk, it's ugly. So so don't 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 get caught up on the physical stuff just because. Oh man, look, he's physically fit. That's fantastic. But listen to the way this dude talks and it's a freaking curse word. Every other, you know, every time he a sentence comes out of his mouth, he's bad mouthing his wife. He beats his kids upside the head every time they talk, you know, and it's all this other stuff. And we start worshiping what we physically see. That's the reason why people get obsessed with the money thing because you can physically see it. Wow, he has his bomb house. He has a beautiful car. Uh, he got it going on, right? He's the man. Oh, physically, oh, look at him. He's in shape. He knows how to control life. No, man. That dude could have an awful spiritual walk and is corrupted inside and is dying inside mentally and is probably might be a very depressed person. You just don't know because you here we go with the, you know, the outward judgments. Um, so my whole thing with the definition is developing all these areas. And no, it's not going to be this beautiful, perfect thing that you're developing each one of those areas uh, all simultaneously. You just got to find, you know, what you need to work on, just work on it one day at a time. That's why I say persistently and consistently. Nice. So two-part question. So why do you do what you do and any regrets in life so far? So I do what I do because I had, I kind of mentioned this earlier. I felt like, um, you know, God blessed me with certain talents and, and I feel like one of them is kind of like a critical thinker that can actually explain what he's thinking. And, and, and I feel like the more I develop it, that's kind of my gift back. And I truly do want to help people become the best versions of themselves. I really do feel like us, that's us. We need to constantly evolve. We need to keep growing. So that's just my mission to help people become the best versions of themselves. I have a passion for that. I obviously have a passion for the personal development industry. Man, there was this thing I heard uh, Les Brown say, uh, he was talking about you know our dreams. And he said, how sad would it be if you're sitting at your deathbed and, and all your dreams took a uh, human form? And they come up to you and it's like, you never gave birth to me. 
I came to you. Out of all the people in the world, I came to you to manifest myself and you never brought me into fruition. You're going to have a bunch of mad, angry, uh, uh, manifested people formed of your dreams, the form of people at your deathbed, angry and pissed off at you. They picked you. So when you have a dream, it's it's not and 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 you want to manifest it. It picked you. Understand that it chose you to manifest. You're not just having dreams, just to have dreams like, oh yeah, one day that'll be nice. Yeah, that's cool. I want people to actually manifest their dreams and make life, make their make that a reality in their life. I'm very passionate about that. Like when I hear someone say they want to do something, I want to follow up with them. I want to know that they're actually doing it. Because that dream chose them and I don't want to have that. I don't want them to have those regrets and I don't have any regrets. I can honestly say I do not have any regrets because it goes back to my initial message saying that life happens for me. How can I regret something? If I'm under the belief that things happen for a reason, what in the world am I regretting? Obviously, all my mistakes and all that stuff, I had to, to convert them into lessons. If everything happens for a reason, why do you have regrets? That if you're under that belief, if everything happens for, oh, everything happens for a reason, and then you walk around regretting everything that you're doing back in the past and back in the 80s, that makes no sense that you don't actually believe that. I actually believe that. And I actually believe that things happen for a reason, and they happen for us. And the reason why they happen for us, and I talked to this in uh, episode 38, saying, if you're not, if you keep running into the same problem over and over and over again, you're not learning. Mm. It's because you haven't applied the lesson. Understand that these things are happening to you is because it's your own fault, Right? Um, you can't be having the same, you can't, ha- D- Doug, you can't be living paycheck to paycheck, right? And that's your complaint. Nothing wrong with that. That's your complaint for five years in a row and you're still mad about it. That's yep. life. That's, you're, you're just getting your receipt back. No, this is what you get. It's just a reflection back on what you're doing. This is feedback. This is feedback. Why would I regret feedback? Is is making me grow. Is helping me. Is is I'm becoming a better version of myself as I constantly talk about. So yeah, I have no regrets. I, I'm thankful for the lessons. Some of them are painful to think about. Yes, some of them are definitely not easy, tough to swallow. But that's who made that 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 those instances made the person that I am, the man that I am today, the strong warrior, brave heart, Iron Man, three hundred coming at your grill type of man I am today. Awesome. So changing gears a little bit as we get closer to wrapping up, any shout outs you want to make to people who you don't normally get to, to thank, you know, when you do your shows, any requests for your audience and any ask or any ask for, for your audience? Any ask? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the shout outs just... I want I want to keep it simple. Uh, first one is uh, Team VC is my family. We call ourselves Team VC. It's uh, Team Velez Cuevas. That's our. That's my my mom's maiden <laughs> name. Uh, um, no, anyway, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Team VC because we're always doing. Uh, we're a tight knit family. We're always doing fun things together. Uh, supportive in uh, every way for every endeavor. They constantly supported me throughout this. You know. This crazy adventure that I'm going through here. They supported my brother going through his crazy adventure with the barbershop. Uh, we supported them and everything that they wanted to do. Uh, we were a bunch of go-getters, dream chasers, and uh, I love you guys. But the three, the three beautiful women, women in my life, and my mother-in-law, who um, accepted me and took me in as one of her own. And I wanted to just tell her that I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you, uh, and also for supporting me and my crazy ass ideas. To her daughter, my wife, Kel, I love you. Thank you again for I don't know how you do it, but putting up with 
again, my crazy ideas, my high energy. I'm up at 4, 4.15 in the morning, scooting around, booting around, heading out to the gym, laughing. Um, just high energy person. That's It's not the easiest to deal with. Um, especially people know entrepreneurs constantly have ideas and blurting them out and just always wanting to get, oh, what do you think about this? Oh, oh my gosh, yo, what if we did that, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's hard. But uh, I just want to say thank you. I love you. You supported me in basically everything with with question on some of this stuff, but you still supported it, even though if you you know you had in doubt. And she's actually taught me number one was patience, and actually helped me grow my risk meter, where my risk meter before was broken, um, and now I'm very cautious. Not not fully because of. It's, it's a combination of her, her thought process, us having certain uh, conversations, and my experiences. My risk meter being broken, and it gets fixed real quick when you, you, know, you lose financially or uh, you know, in other areas of life. And then finally, my mom, who's the reason why I dream. She, told, she literally told me I can be whatever I want. Like I know that sounds so corny and cheesy, but when I was a kid, like a little boy, like four years old, she told me I can be whatever I wanted to be. And she believed She believed it. Like, she didn't just say it. Like, she actually believed it. And with such conviction that I have now, the way I talk, the way I walk, is, is with the conviction my mom had. And uh, my dad, may your soul rest in peace, he, he gave me, you know, both of them actually, the, the work ethic and the, the motivation, something to, to follow. They led such a great example. Uh, that it's almost like unbelievable thinking like at my age now how old they were when we're growing up I'm like whoa so much that you did so much you you know in such much tougher times I just want to say thank you to them so I don't normally get to say that I know on past previous you guys heard a lot about my father and stuff like that but and very briefly about my mom but I never had you know given the opportunity to say thank you or to my mother-in-law and my wife so the three beautiful women in my life thank you thank you thank you and pops I love you Awesome. Any any requests or ask for your audience? No, man. You know what, man? If if you have something that you want, you know, maybe to be coached in, or you know somebody who who, who can you know benefit from coaching, contact me info at jimmyleevelez.com. We can talk it through. I may be the guy for it. I may not be the guy. If I'm not the guy for it, I can direct you in the you know in the right direction, or I can point you in the right direction. I should say. And I, I kind of want to take that on for as one of my goals in 2017, maybe kind of having like a, you know, like a few sessions a week or something like that, or maybe a month. I don't know how, how that would all work out, but we'll have a mastermind about it to see how, you know, I can develop a program or something like that for, you know, coaching people or mentoring people through a variety of subjects. But um, like I said, I'm not going to take on anything that I'm ignorant in. I'll be the first one to tell you, no, I don't know anything about that. But at the same time, I will help you still in a way that, you know, pointing you in, a, in another direction. But yeah, that's actually one of my things. So if you think that that's a good idea or you already have, you know, something you need help with, email me again at info at com, and maybe we could start. You could be one of my first clients. So let's do it. Good stuff. So I want to tell you this. One of the things that I admire about you. Okay. Kind of seeing your, your growth over the past 10 years, you know, I respect you a lot as a, as an entrepreneur, as a husband, as a business leader, as a brother in Christ, man. So you're doing some good stuff. Any any parting advice or wisdom as we wrap up here? Yeah, man. Uh, 
my my thing is believe in yourself and understand go back to that childlike dream mindset that you had and believe that it can actually happen and don't go to the grave if you have any ability to do so without at least trying to manifest those dreams um it's not going to happen overnight it's a persistent and consistent thing um it's it, there's going to be work involved but understand that it's possible and just believe that it can happen you know if you do things in a certain way uh get your education game up i want to be i want to surround myself with a bunch of knowledgeable people so study up have intellectual conversations and not just about sports and not just about you know very shallow topics let's talk let's talk deep let's have real conversations with one another let's actually try to grow uh, as a as a human race and stop you know knocking each other down and being so negative and knock off all the bullying crap uh knock off all the racism knock all that stuff off man let's grow that's all i gotta say good stuff man that's all i got bro the takeover from scott free devore is over i turn it back over to you jimmy lee all right, so we like to finish off our podcast with some quotes, and I got a quote from Jim Rohn and Henry Ford. The one by Jim Rohn is, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. And the second one by Henry Ford, obstacles are those things you see when you take your eyes off the goal. So two bombshells of quotes, uh, and uh, that's it, man. In this episode, we discussed me, Jimmy Lee, my thoughts uh, with an interview-like episode featuring Scott Free DeVore as the interviewer, a bombardment of random critical thinking questions, an inside look on my overall thought process, and tips for everyone to become the best versions of themselves. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Jim Rohn and Henry Ford. All right, so I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to Scott and Gabe uh, for doing this. I know this was like we stacked, uh, Gabe, we stacked up episodes. Gabe's always here. He's our IT guy. He's, uh, you know, the, 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 what do you call that? What do you call the, the, the person that's always there? The stud. Your wingman? Yeah. Well, anyway, Gabe, thank you for being my wingman. <laughs> no problem. Um, you. You're the man. He, he does so much work that does not get seen. He's a behind the scenes kind of guy. But none of this would be possible without Gabe and the partnership we have together. Scott, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for our bond that we have. I appreciate you. I love you. I want to thank you for doing this interview-like uh, podcast. It was fun. And yeah, man, that's it. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.